Sports Podcast, Episode 7, with Seb Conway and Will Cook. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Where is he? Lee Taylor. Get him here. <laughs> um, yeah, here we are again, on a rainy October day. Up what have you got for us? <laughs> Up in Avalon, mate. Leafy suburb. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute bugger of a couple of weeks. Yeah, there's not much to talk about, actually. How's the weather? Why are we even bothering? We're talking about the weather because there's nobody sport to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> right, it we'll... is that sort of oh, funny... Hang on. Go get the time wrong. What's up? No, go on. Um, it's just that funny time of year, isn't it? There's not a great deal going on, sport-wise. No. Grand finals are finished. Some insignificant cricket's being played and... <laughs> There's that gap the there. NBL's on, so everyone's pumped. It's not on yet. Yeah, no, it no. is. First round this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. But the Perth Wildcats won last night, mate. Oh, they've already played. Yeah, the first... yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought it starts this weekend. Anyway, Friday. So. Obviously feigning interest here, but... Um, no, no it starts next week as well. Yep. Um, English Premier League soccer's on, though. I'm not sure if you watch that. Yeah. NBA up. pre-season. NBA pre-season. NBA starts in, I think, six days. Five days. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. So give us, give us a week, we'll be back, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk about something. So. We'll see how much we can drag this one out. What do you want to talk about? Um, the cricket. Well, the cricket, that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a series over in Pakistan. Well, against Pakistan. It's amazing that a draw can be exciting, but... Yeah. Well, in cricket, in test cricket, that's it can test be, cricket for it? you. Not many sports like it. Yeah. No one to know how much is it. 450 overs. And not a and result. Not a result. <laughs> yeah, over in the UAE. So, um, so what happened? What happened? Well, we were well and truly behind the game. Um, the Do we pack- want to talk about the, the first innings? Yeah. Like, if you go, sorry, I'll let you go. If you give me a moment. I thought you were just going to say what like, result. Um, yeah, the Packies... Oh, can I say that? I don't know. No, you can't. <laughs> the Pakistani boys piled on the runs in the first innings. Um... And we got skittled and we're well and truly behind the game. I think we might have given away a 280 run lead and after first innings. And um, they declared and we somehow hung on. Uh, we had to bat, what, best part of a day and a half, I think? Yeah. Um, so he wouldn't have given us much chance, especially that massive collapse we had in the first innings. I think we lost, what, 10 for 60 or something? Well, the first wicket fell at 142. Yeah, and we got skittled and for we got what, skittled 200? All out for, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, 202, so... I must admit, me, me included, I don't think there was many Aussies that had a great deal of um, confidence, but as it turns out, as sad as it is, it's one of the great results in recent test history for us. I mean, granted we didn't win, and it probably says a bit about the state of um, mm. the current environment in the game, but... Still a very, very significant win, um, despite the lack of result, if you will. Um, Usman Khwaja, obviously, being the standout performer, would he end up with 140-odd? 140-odd, 85 in the first innings. Facing over and he's, 300 balls in the second innings. Yeah, well, there's that, but also his record overseas has been awful. Yeah. And that's what everyone's been criticising him for. Um, but, you know, I think he averages 22 overseas and 50-odd in Australia. And so with the yeah. scores that he got in this match, obviously that boosts yeah. that up, but it certainly shows that he can do it overseas. Yeah, and his, hot, his um, critics have highlighted, especially in Asia as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So hats off to him. Good on him. He's sort of got um, thrown into a bit of a different role as well, obviously opening the batting. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah. I also think he's he's now a senior player, so oh well, and that sure. makes a massive um, impact on him. Yeah, well, I know well. he, he captains the Queensland side, so obviously there yeah. is some leaders, leadership traits um, within him, and he's obviously worked hard in the off season too. Yeah, it probably it probably goes to show show maybe he does respond well to having a bit of leadership thrust upon him. Um, I don't yeah. think he's got an official title within the team, but he's certainly one of the senior players in this group. Yeah, can um, we mention Aaron Finch? Absolutely. What a bloke. What a bloke. So his dad's a real knock around fella. Everyone's criticising him. He's got a pretty poor um, Red Bull um, record. record for Victoria. And he's coming to the side. As a but still player. has a very impressive international record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's played plenty of games. Yeah. Um, and there's that debate, obviously, if people say, oh, you're not a, a Red Bull cricketer. And you're like, if you can perform with a white ball, why the hell can't you do it? In Test cricket. Yeah, and well, so I mean, that's probably a question for him, isn't it? I mean, he, yeah. like you say, his record in Sheffield Shield probably doesn't stack up. But yeah. In fact, fact, he was dropped last year. Did you know that? He was dropped from the Victoria. Victorian side. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. It goes to show how, yeah. how impressive it is. But, I mean, obviously, you know, there's three formats. They're all, they're all quite different. But he's definitely facing the best bowlers in the world uh, on a consistent basis. So yeah. um, why can't he do it? And he's gone and shown with a couple of, couple of 50s, am I right in saying? He got 62 and a 49. Yeah, so um, he's certainly held his own, his first appearance, and in very foreign mm. conditions to him, uh, especially playing uh, white ball cricket, uh, red ball cricket. So, yeah, fingers crossed, it could be a bit of a winner. I mean... You know who's not a winner? Who's that? Minus Love with Shane. No, well, yes. <laughs> yes, but I mean, not much was expected of him, but Sean Marsh. Oh, don't. And our don't, vice don't. captain. Where's Dunkley on you? Shout out to Dunks. But no, seriously, the, the pair of them, honestly... Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah. And and Mitch Marsh is vice-captain. Well, Take me through that decision. I'd... As a captain yourself... <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Did um, any onus on your vice-captain? But anyway, I'd obviously, Justin Langer from WA. Back I love up. Justin Langer, but there's, loves there's, him, there's loves no doubt. Greens, but there's... seriously, I mean, as a captain, you're supposed to be, obviously, the leader, for one, but also, generally, you're supposed to be one of the best players in the side. Yeah, more. Do we think not. about Mitch Marsh? I've never been an enormous fan. I think he holds his own in his team at the moment. Um, he averages twenty-two in Test cricket. Yeah. Okay. And he averages forty-five, I believe, with the ball. Well, Manus. So what does he bring? Manus Labuschagne is Tell also me. playing Test cricket. So clearly, Jets. I think he holds his own as a player. Do you? I'm a little bit surprised that he's been given the title as vice captain. It doesn't mean anything. That being really, said, but... you and I don't don't have the slightest clue what goes on in the inner workings of the team but as an outsider looking in I'm a little surprised um, there's no doubt there's an element of Justin Langer in that decision I would have thought being yeah. a Western Australian fella um, I'm I'm probably not as big, big a hater as the Marshes as many other cricket fans are but you want you want, a, like to you want a grounded player your leaders to be grounded players that are going to be there a long time that play, other players look up to and given well, the situation we were in, in both innings they failed. I mean, it's easy to say after the fact, say, oh, yeah, but well, they failed again. And other times they have That'll happen. Failed. That'll happen. Yeah, but it's like, for God's sake. Like, I don't know. I think, I think Australian you... cricket has this almighty dream of... All-rounder? Well, all-rounder. And I just think from day dot, they've seen Mitch Marsh as being this... I just don't understand this it. This individual that's going to stick around for the entirety of his career in the test side. And... Good luck to him. He, Maybe it's a reflection on the shape of cricket in Australia anyway. 
Well, no the fact doubt. that Labashain's bloody playing. Is that how you say that? <laughs> Poor Blake's getting the hiding. I know, but I did see his wicket. His first wicket was pretty impressive. Like, the delivery was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, well, it's multi some handy leg spin. Maybe that's why he's inside. A bit of that, too. A bit of that, a bit of that. Um, meanwhile, surely there's someone else. Meanwhile, buddy. Surely. Maxwell. Who else? Maxwell's playing at Junction oh, Oval. Callum Ferguson. Why is he not playing? He was a scapegoat in that South African series. I don't know if you followed that. Oh, that was he was run out in one of the innings, and the sec- yeah, it was like when everyone failed, and it was like, oh, let's cut everyone, and he was just one of them. That was in Hobart. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, you're digging up some. I know skeletons it's just, here. It's, it's annoying. I just hate seeing them. I look at the list, and I'm like, Sean Marsh out for seven. Mitch Marsh out for twelve. Next innings, Sean Marsh out for zero. Mitch Marsh out for zero. Oh, I mean, and then right in the smack bang in the middle of your order. With the anyway, with the makeup of the squad at the moment. Like it or not, those those lads are going to be playing the bulk of test matches coming up. Yeah. Because um, you talk about the, the bowling lineup, and obviously there's injuries there. There's players there because um, Hazelwood and Cummings are injured, and they probably won't be there once those boys get fit. But no. with the batting lineup, it's a different story because you're like, well, hang on. Who else is. Renshaw obviously got that blow to the head. I'm I think he, he may well have played this match if he didn't. I'm know. assuming he will play the next. Well, I don't know if they play the next test because he's an opening bat. So what are you going to? Well, I don't know. We'll drop the Kawaja down. Open. You're not going to fuck with Kawaja now. Yeah, probably not. So and probably not with Finch either. Renshaw but probably they probably see Renshaw as being flexible enough to play six, maybe. Mm. Anyway, we're getting into a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. shit talk here. Everyone's turned off by now. <laughs> work cricket haters at work. Um, constant reminders how bad cricket is. Yeah. But anyway, um, none, nonetheless, big result, and it's probably a bit of a foreign concept to many non cricket lovers but a draw was actually a very very big result and Huge. mentally we've essentially come out the winners and uh, the Pakistanis we will definitely take more out of that than Pakistan big will. time they'll be dragging their heels they big will. time they will um, um, so let's whilst we are still on the subject let's look into our crystal ball new segment do, do, do. <laughs> I'll put some music in for yeah that. so this is the crystal ball segment yeah <laughs> um, so we decided we'll do segments just to break it down a bit, but um, yeah. So the crystal ball this week, we're gonna look into a week or two's time. How's this series gonna wrap up? Only a two-match series, uh, test match series. Um, a few questions to be answered after the first test. A uh, bit of an unexpected result. So how do we see it uh, wrapping up? I see it being another draw. Yep. Um, the decks over there, it's just so flat. Plenty of runs. I don't think the bowlers are good enough from either side to really be dynamic enough to get to have a, get a result out of this. Honestly, that's what I see it. Unless yeah. you have some bold decisions in, in declaring and things like that. Yeah. Which... Well, that was I a mean, bit I'm of a criticism in this game. They, the Pakistanis yeah. could have declared, sooner. declared earlier. Um, but Australia were only 100 runs short in that match. So, really... You'd want to be at least 100 runs yeah. by the end of the day. Know that you've got that buffer. So oh, I, 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 I think the declaration was was very reasonable. Yeah. It's just that people love to look at hindsight. Yeah. So my opinion is going to be a drawn series, and I don't even know why we go over there and play Pakistan. <laughs> Seriously. Why not? No disrespect to Pakistan. They're a pretty handy side, but it's just there's no interest from the public really, and like. Cricket is it's just an international, actually, truly international actually, game. We can't this, just cut countries out. I'm going to bring this into my boil over later. The about poor, test cricket and the format of, that we have across the world. But anyway, 
Right, just the, stick on on the crystal ball. The poor Pakistanis don't even get to play in their home country because I understand. We're, we're, Understand. All sorts of issues, but if we don't just, oh, if we don't the give them series like this, the country will stop playing cricket. Oh, I don't know that. Well, their their home fans don't even get to watch them play. And to be yeah. fair to them, they still develop some pretty handy cricketers, yeah. and they haven't been able to play at home for twenty years. So I think they're doing all right. Anyway, I don't know. No, like two match series though. Two so, match series, and that's like. Yeah, but you're probably the same person that criticises cricket for having too much cricket. Yeah. So, pick a side, champion. <laughs> Just scrap the whole freaking test match. Let's not play cricket, ever. <laughs> Let's have the Ashes and have more series against New Zealand. You can make something massive. Well, can't we make like a reality TV show? They just don't play cricket and they're just like on tour. Yeah. <laughs> it is a long... We can long watch Finchie smoke players, though, It's like nine, ten months, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Not that I feel sorry for them, the kind of money they make, but anyway... And here's, so, you, no, and here's so, you want to jam in a couple of extra games. So you're talking not. about crystal ball. What's your um, opinion on what you think will trend, trend transpire? Or, yeah, across this to the next um, um, next match. I think there was a bit of an element of luck in our result. Don't get me wrong, plenty of skill. Uh, but we can't consistently afford to put ourselves in that sort of position we found ourselves in three quarters of the way through that test match yeah, uh, and expect to get a positive result. I just think if the Pakistanis get us... you right there, mate? Sorry, mate. Dead set. Sorry. Have some respect. <laughs> For okay. myself and the viewers, the listeners. Um, yeah, I just... I think if we open ourselves up into that vulnerable position midway through a test match, I think the Pakistanis will probably take advantage of it on home soil. Um... I think they'll probably get up. I think a good, a really solid result for us would be to squeeze out another draw. Don't get me wrong, if we can win, happy days, but I'm not convinced of that. So that's my crystal ball. It's not, I know we're a fair way away, but having a series in the UAE against Pakistan is not helping us for the Ashes next year. But you can't gear everything towards, that's international cricket. It's They're going to be playing here, there and everywhere. You can't, be gearing towards the ashes all the time. That's what the public want. Fuck the public. <laughs> why do people? The international play? game needs why, to grow, mate. Why? We can't just have Australia. We can. Oh, fuck! This is the ashes. If you act like a child, I'll treat you like one. Yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> Seriously, I've had enough. This is getting messy. Um, you right, Boring season uh, series, and you know what you need. You need a beer, mate. Just. Keep all right. Going. Then. Anyway, keep going. Um. Cricket, yeah. No, I just, I'll just mention just quickly on cricket, and we're we're gonna have an argument about this, no doubt. Go on. But the format for how they decide who plays who and how many times and what series oh, is literally like pin the tail on a donkey. That's who you're playing, and this is how many games. Honestly, thanks, mate. Tomorrow. We should do Arvo one more often. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So we're recording in the afternoon, which should be unusual for us. So I thought we'd. Just kick back. Anyway. Surprise you fit me in on this your busy schedule. Yeah, very busy schedule. Um Did you hear what I said? Uh you're crapping on about the schedule again. Yeah, just that it, like who decides what? Surely, and I think that it was in the pipeline, they were gonna decide that um it'd be a bit more structured so that all the teams and I know there's different tiers of teams, like nations, but they were gonna have it so it's a set amount of games every calendar year. 
for all the sides. I know they're in different seasons too, that, so that sort of mucks it up a bit, but um, just to make it a bit even. Yeah. And like with the old ICC rankings, they're usually based off if you play a series against a certain um, ranked side and you get win in that series, then you that's how they decide what points you get. I believe so you also get more for winning away. You do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which you so you should. Yeah. Because test cricket is very huge. dependent on who's the home and who's yeah. the away. It's such a variable game. And yeah, and which I think is good because it, it evens up because there's different qualities of players amongst the sides, but it really evens things up depending on who's home, who's away, just because of those varying conditions. Yeah. That's sort of the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just, I alternatively just to what you just said, I've heard that there's also in the pipeline going to be a Test Cricket Championship. So essentially... Like a World Cup Test Cricket. Uh, Why don't they do that? Not not so much in a tournament format. I think the idea is in a calendar year or whatever it may be, uh, teams accumulate points and all the rest. Just that's pretty much what I said, though. Uh, is, that? is it? I probably wasn't listening to you all that much. But I think yeah, the idea is more or less to give a bit more, uh, a bit more meaning to each of the games. Because yeah. at, at the moment, I mean, what are you really competing for? I mean, don't get me wrong, all the players love to be playing test cricket and there'd be no rather be nowhere else but I think if there was a little bit more uh, perspective on each of the games uh, really playing for something it'd probably make it a bit more interesting yeah anyway crystal ball kind of I suppose it's still the same out, thing isn't it imagining what test cricket's going to be like in the future I guess so it's still the same whatever you oh, I don't know what's next uh, what is next? Um, the final countdown. Well, we had a bit of an idea of the Bird and Bear debating team. So, con- opposing opposing views. Yeah, on the concept. Same topic. Yeah, concept being, we just basically have a bit of a yarn from um, either side of the fence. Order! Order! There's simply too much noise in the chamber on both sides. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we'll see what we can come up with. So, I think we decided that we're going to have a bit of a yarn about International Rugby League. Because um, there's a few tests coming on. There are. Well, only two, in fact. Which Australia, sort of, New Zealand. Australia, New Zealand. No. Australia, New Zealand, Australia, Tonga. Tonga. Yep. That's all we're playing. So, I suppose that probably leads us into what we're talking and about. And they're friendlies, yeah? Yeah, very... They'll be uh, hug, uh, hugging and kissing. Like, uh, just confirming. Yeah, they're all, friendly matches. They're not. It's all very friendly. friendly no, it's no competition. No prize. Uh, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of sums so it up, doesn't it? Go on. What are your thoughts? International rugby league. Right. Well, my opinion is, and I'm sure a lot of people hold the similar thoughts, but playing for your country should be the pinnacle. It should be like. The ultimate thing, you get your green jersey, wow, and play I'm the best player in my position, my whole country. So if we're talking about best out of New South Wales and Queensland, generally speaking. Although sometimes there's players that play that don't even play State of Origin, so that, that always amazes me. But anyway. I just think it's weak. I think it's weak. It's obviously there's Weak Yeah, weak. I'll say it again. <laughs> it's weak. Um I quite like watching the games, but Really, I think it means more playing for your state than it does for your country. You probably don't agree with me for that, with that comment, but Not particularly. I think state of origin is 
the absolute pinnacle. Everybody watches it. It's still the highest ratings um, of any sport. Origin. Yeah, Origin. Yeah. So obviously, the product, mm. as we say, State of Origin, is probably the best in the country, those three games. So why is that the case for, for the national side when they play New Zealand or whoever it may be? Why hasn't it got the same interest? We're talking about our country. Against another country. So my my theory is obviously rugby league is focused in Australia, generally speaking. And there's comp obviously in the UK. Um, We have one Kiwi side. Um, There's obviously certain certain interest in the PNG and the Pacific nations and stuff. But the bulk of it is is from Australia. So when it comes to international rugby league, obviously there's less good players from other countries playing and so playing against us. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what I think. But yeah, it's, it does amaze me because certainly in every other sport it's different. If you're playing for your country above your state, that's a jump up. Sure. Well, I think there's a very, right. in my opinion, there's a very obvious reason for that. Um, and I'm a big fan of international rugby league and I think it's got enormous potential. But it's never ever going to reach that potential if the current format remains the same. And the priority for the powers to be in rugby league probably isn't this, but uh, there probably lies the problem. Ultimately, all the money in rugby league is surrounded by the clubs. So in the NRL, uh, even if you want to bring in the Super League in the UK, all the money is in the clubs. There's very little money floating around international rugby league. The uh, seasons for the Super League and the NRL are quite long. Again, because that's where the money is. So there's no conceivable way in the current format that uh, International Rugby League is going to get the attention and the quality it deserves. Even if you look at... Um, let's look at James Maloney's example. This happens all the time. But James Maloney, for all money, was going to be one of the halves for the Aussie team. Thurston's moved on. Cronk's moved on. Because of the way that the game's built in so much emphasis upon... Uh, the club system and state of origin he's absolutely cooked himself all year played half injured and he's had a busted shoulder just about half the year hasn't he yeah Um, so here he is he's got to the end of the season pushed himself to the limits all for Penrith which is you know that's the system that we've got at the moment so good on him but now he's got to go get his shoulder fixed up got to get his injuries fixed up he's not the only one but he's just the the most high-profile one I can think of at the moment. So off he goes to hospital, Sam Burgess. In, into surgery. Sam Burgess, another one for the, the Poms. So they go and get their injuries fixed up, so the clubs are happy. And then poor old international rugby league gets but maybe it goes, left goes by to the wayside. That they don't really want to play that I dis- either. I disagree. That's not well, the case. Why? It's 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 money. But the, they make a lot of money. These clubs are paying for them. Guess how much they make? 23 grand. What? Playing for Australia. So what? Over two games. They're paying two games. Two games, 23 grand. But yet, there's still players choosing Well, let's look at the majority of, of other codes. Let's just pick rugby union. Just cause you said there's no money in international rugby league. Yeah. In, in regards to what? Promoting it. The game, just the system in general. Like, yes, the players get a decent bit of coin, but that's not what it's all about. TV rights, everything. Advertising. There's just, there's not much fun. But have you thought about the competition as well? But that stems from having money flowing through it. If you don't have much money flowing through it, how are the Tongas and New Zealand's going to get better? They won't. 
What I'm saying is, so but you, then the you, st- the... just one second, because just for me to give a bit of an example, look at rugby union, right? And this game is by no means perfect. It's got its faults, especially in the Australian system. Um, but the rugby league, uh, rugby union, sorry, is built around the international game. So they have these domestic competitions going all around the world. But at the end of the day, they revolve around the international system. Whereas yeah. you look at rugby league, the international system revolves around the clubs. So, but the game, if that's the case, and no overseas, what's that? Like rugby league as a, as a code is not as big overseas as it is for rugby compared to rugby. Well, we all started somewhere, soccer. didn't we? Yeah, I know, but there's obviously something there that's missing that it's not taking off other places. Clearly. Well, if you wanted to, and so, you can argue, if you wanted to no make money, a dramatic change, to get money into the game, it needs to be popular. It needs to be have those people watching. Well, plenty of people love the game. It's just what format they're watching it in. If 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 someone had this drastic idea of, all right, we're going to have a three month international season, and we're going to reduce the domestic club competitions in each respective country by they're going to halve it then you watch how much international rugby league will get better. But that won't happen because the clubs run the game. Simple yeah. as that. And so, end of story, really. But we're, we're wasting our breath. Sounds like you agree with me, though. Ultimately, yes, but I'm, I'm more sort of giving a reason as That's to... why we're in the same debating team. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I'm doing is give, trying to give some perspective from my opinion yeah. as to why it is the case. No, I, I agree with that. But it won't change. If you've got a two-week really? international season... How the hell do you think that's going to garner any interest from the Garner. public? Joel Garner. Joel Garner. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, anyway, I got a bit into that, but... Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Still, doesn't interest me that much, international rugby league. Yeah, right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Who won over. the debate, by the way? Um, I think I did, because you, you kind of sided with me. You reckon? Yeah. All right, listeners... Get involved, get in touch. <laughs> Who won the debate? Send an email through. We haven't got an email address to send through, but... We only had two, one speaker each side, actually. It wasn't much of a debate. No. Anyway. That's how you get policies through, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we've got the top six countdown of the week. Top six countdown. So this is a new segment called Countdown. What are you addressing? So we're addri- this week we're addressing the countdown. English, the English Premier League soccer, the top six, um, which is where all the teams want to end up by the end of the year. Why is that? Um, well, for those that don't really know, the top four essentially the top four make the UEFA Champions League, which is the pinnacle competition for the fo- for Europe. the following year, right? For the following year, actually, it's the top three, and then the fourth place play in a little playoff tournament at the end of this um, end of the year, and then place five and six play Europa Cup, which is it's like the second tier of uh, European competition. It's still impressive, and if you were to win that comp, you automatically get put in the Champions League the following year. So the same play, goes to play for, for the same goes for if you win the Premier League, you straight away got a spot. In, uh, sorry, yeah, in the top two, you straight away got a spot, a spot in that. Plenty to play for. Plenty to play for. Um, so this year, it's, it's only it's, I think this is the tenth round coming up out of thirty-eight games. Um, it's a long season. It's been a long, yeah, it's a bloody long season. They play like other comps as well: FA Cup, EFL Cup, also those teams that are playing in Europe. 
Um, so it's, it's a massive, um, massive schedule for these teams. And that's why it's, it's a huge thing by having depth in your squad because you need to rest players. You simply can't. There's injuries are massive in like any sport, but particularly soccer, bad knees and stuff like that, bad knee injuries. And can, you can be out for ages. Like, anyway. I don't doubt it. Anyway, so... Number six. Number six. In sixth place, I've got Manchester United at the moment, who are a team that should be in the top two. They're my side. Um, they're going for... In Coming fact, from think, a Man United supporter. Yeah. All right, well, a bit later on, we'll talk about what I think. Um, the manager has a massive impact on that. But he does. So we're playing poorly. We're pl- we've got too many individuals playing in the, in the side that um, aren't gelling. Plus, I think the manager's telling players to do stuff that they... Usually doing anyway, yeah. So number six because they're just not playing well, but I still think they'll make Europa. Okay, they, they've got too much talent to not make it. Yeah, um, but Arsenal... still would ultimately be a disappointing season though. Oh yeah, we came second last year, yeah. so you've gone backwards. Yeah, and you've improved your side by signings apparently. Anyway, so number five, Arsenal. They usually come fourth for the team that's always fourth. They generally make Champions League football. I don't think they will. New manager this year. Um, he's just finding his feet. They're playing well, actually. They had a good result last week. I think they won 5-1 and scored some amazing goals, like team goals, which is always a good sign for that they're going to be good. Um, so Arsenal fifth, they'll make Europa. They're always there and thereabouts, aren't they? They are. But, I mean, they're huge. They're, it's, um, the London base obviously got a huge stadium, massive amount of money coming in. So they've always got money to spend, which, generally speaking, means you're going to have a good squad yep. and depth. Well, depth. We Number like depth. four. Number four, Chelsea. And at the moment, I think they're in second place, so that might come as a surprise to people that picked them at four. But um, again, new manager, so just finding his feet. They haven't really changed their team from last year, and they were, so I think they'll improve. But I just don't think they they can compete with the top two that I've got here. Um, but they'll be there or thereabouts. Yeah. That's all I can really say about them. Yeah, they've they've still got the, probably the best player in the world at the moment in Eden Hazard. Best player in the world, you yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, right. Definitely. People talk about Messi and Ronaldo. Obviously amazing, but Messi's never played in the Premier League. I'd like to see him play in the Premier League. Anyway, Chelsea four. <laughs> Three, you're supposed to say. Three. Tottenham Hotspur. Big crashes team. <laughs> um, another had, London team, right? Another London team. Um, awesome manager, awesome squad. They have this issue with their new stadium. They've got a new stadium this year, but... It was supposed to be ready for round one. Still, they're playing at Wembley. And you think, oh, pff, what does that mean? But it actually has a big impact. They've never been good at Wembley. And it's been their home team, home ground for last year. Well, you want to be comfortable at your home ground. Yeah. Essentially, you'd want to never lose at home and maybe have a bad results away. But for them, they're having issues at Wembley. Interesting. And they're still getting across the line most of the games, just purely of their amazing players they've got. Obviously, they've got Harry Kane, um, probably the best striker in the Premier League. What I like about Tottenham, Ericsson, what I like about Tottenham is that they've got a lot of good English players. Playing in England is always a good thing, I think. Some sides just have a full, fully fled team of well, Man no City. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. Number two. We've got Liverpool. Hates for me to say it. Hates for me to say it. Be cool. Um, Jordan Klopp's doing amazing things there. Jordan. I said Jordan. Maybe that's his English name. Um, Coppy, yeah, he's doing amazing things there. Great squad, but it's just, it's really good to watch them, actually. They're really attackive. Attackive? I think, yeah. Attacking, maybe? They're an attackive side. Attackive. That's a word. It's not a fucking word. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Well, it is now. 
Um, I think that's a word, actually. You're kidding me. We'll look that up later. But (laughs) (laughs) there he is. Go on Google. Yeah, go on. Go on Google. No, they're just. (laughs) You've lost the plot. Um, They're really good to watch. Like he gets the best out of his players. Um, They've got some absolute stars too. But just yeah, great to watch. You watch them play, and it's um, they're happy to roll the dice a bit. Like they're not. They don't necessarily just want to sit back, even against the top attackive sides. They're like, you know what? Attacky. <laughs> Man, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> it's not a um, word. So, yeah, that's why I got Liverpool too. I can even may win it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Interesting. Number one. Oh, God. Manchester City. No surprises. No surprises. I think he's just found out it's a word. It's not a word. It is. Attacking. Yeah, that's a word. I know that. Okay, one second, one second before we move you on to play very attackive style play. Attacking. That? Yes. Is attackive a real word in the English language? No, the word attackive is not an actual word in the English language. Yeah, that's but how you describe how... There is also no formal definition for the word. Anyway. It could be a misspelling of the word atta- attractive, or it could be made up... Be a made-up word that describes an, an attacker, yeah. or the word attacking. Yeah. Good night, Irene. No! <laughs> You've lost the debate. You're anyway, kidding. Man City, uh, obviously number one. Biggest, most huge depth of players that are amazing players as well. They've got players that aren't even on the bench that would play in every other team. Start. Yeah, right. Um, so what are they doing there? They're just spending so much money. It actually annoys me. <laughs> like, There's no salary cap, right? No. No salary cap. Um, so it, it's just ridiculous. They're, so they're like, Arab owned, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that oil, and so they've dirty oil an money. abundance of money that's just coming in. Whenever their manager, Pep, wants, wants a certain player, oh, who do you want? Oh, this guy is going to cost, cost 100 million pounds. No worries. And he's on the front doorstep <laughs> the next day. Yeah, right. Like, seriously, that's how it works. And obviously, when you get a collective amount of really good players, um, you tend to have more pull for other players to come along and join them. Exactly. Especially when they're winning, like, and they're they're just the next level. There's certainly a massive gap between first place and the next, yeah. you know, the t- rest of the teams. Um, Liverpool are probably the closest thing. That's why I've had them too. Um, yeah, I can't say changing. I can't say them losing. Interesting. And who, sorry, excuse my ignorance, who got up last year? Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to go back to back. And they, they, I think they scored the most amount of goals in the season. Not record. many teams in recent history go back to back, do they? Um, in recent history, yeah, I guess. But United did that. Oh yeah, like back in years. the day. I'm talking ten years ago, yeah. Class of ninety two. Ninety two, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, me as a United fan, obviously, for all these years, we're like the most successful team. But that brings hatred too. Yeah. Everyone hates United because they were so successful, and now it's going to be City. Well, you've eaten your humble pie there, mate. You got them at six. I know. Just not hoping not letting your loyalty take over. I'm hoping they'll get rid of the, the manager Mourinho and, and bring someone else in because that's what they need. Yeah. Anyway, that's the countdown. Interesting. Did you like that? It's good. Countdown. Countdown. <laughs> I'll put some music in. Yeah, the countdown theme. The final. That's good. Um, all right. Well, take a take a deep breath, Bird, because you've just done a good job there. Uh, but the birds debuting. As he takes a sip of his Han Super Dry. Don't mind if I do. Thanks for the good people at Han for providing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that legally. 
Really? Yeah. Friends of the show. Uh, <laughs> Our sponsor. <laughs> Brought to you by. Hey. Um, so yeah, the bird has a big new segment. Birds boil over. Birds boil over. He's going to boil over, lads. I'll, I'll create my own music for this segment. All right. Do yeah. that. Um, what do you got for us? What are you boiling over this so, week, my friend? This week is... Reach another octave there. I know. I'm fired up. I'm supposed to be. It's the boil over. That's when I'm angry. So, I'm going to have two minutes to talk about the birds boil over. Which just, is... Just quickly, I've had a few listeners saying that you... You try to get angry and you're really bad at it. But anyway, who do, said that? Do you best? I'm not who, telling you. Who said that? Munzee. Who? Glenn Munzee. Who's Glenn Munzee? Glenn Mayle. Oh. How would he know? <laughs> <laughs> We're not in the same department, mate. Pump up. Alright. Okay. He's boiling over. What do we got? We're quiet now. <laughs> um, I want to talk about athletes' behaviour and professionalism. Yep. Okay, and I'm pointing the finger at plenty of rugby league players. This week, we saw Greg Inglis get the captaincy for Australia. Last week. Sorry, last... Well, was it last week? Yeah. Curry Cup. this week? Curry knockout. No, mate. Whatever. Recently. And he was done for mid-range PCA, drink driving, and speeding. Yeah. Now, we want to talk about teams, or just clubs in general, no matter what sport, how... They are the stars of the game, stars of their code, and they pay the most money, but they make the, potentially the most impact for that side. But yet they can go and carry on, make mistakes, and just say sorry, and they're just allowed back in. All right. What do you got for us? Well, I just mentioned Greg Inglis. Pisses me off, because Greg Inglis, what's probably on a million dollars a year? 900000 Yeah. He's a face of rugby league. Yeah? Yeah. And, and obviously, so he's just happened, a big influence on the... Uh, Aboriginal community as well. Obviously, he was like the face of the Korean knockout. Massive. Which is where he came from, interestingly. Enough. It was in Dubbo or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Michael Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else was there? Uh, Andrew Fafita was there. Oh, that's another one I want to talk about. Andrew Fafita. So, just another example. We spoke about uh, previous episodes. The carry on on the field, having to go yeah. at the um, coaches and stuff like that. And it's all like, no, nah, I can do that. I can get away with it because I'm Andrew Feeder, and they require me to play well each week, which I do. And it's all brushed on the carpet, no dramas. So you, what you're alluding... So it's correct. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what you're alluding to don't. is maybe that it's a different set of rules for those high-profile yes. players? Yes, absolutely, a different set of rules. So so, so what happens if the this players, happens to a reserve grader? Talk, talk me through it. Well, most of the time, they just get shafted, don't they? That's it. Yeah. Contract t- torn up, like to a lesser degree. I was going to say, you know, T Rex in his situation, but like if he was Greg Inglis, they'd just be like, oh, another team will take him, or you know, they just protect him. And like, there's this whole thing about the balance between, um, like, having the good players, but having these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like kind of rules in place anyway, or standards they set, and actually adhering to them without. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's constant. Um, there's another player in basketball. I know you're not really into basketball, but Jimmy Butler, for those interested, Jimmy Butler, who is like a five-time All-Star. Um, he's probably at his peak of his career now. He plays, well, he's contracted for Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Perth Wildcats. No. 
<laughs> five times all t- no no way um and where are you going with this so no i'm just making an example about it out of him as well because it's just it's not every it's not is he an attackive player what is he an attackive player do you understand player? how nba works there's only five teams with five players on the court but yeah there are defensive i'm taking the piss out of you <laughs> so jimmy butler first year at minnesota last year there's about three other good players in that side. I'm saying good players, like all-star quality players. And he's had falling out with them, right? But he's contracted. So what he's done is he's demanded a trade transfer from Minnesota to any team. But he's contracted. Yeah. And so he's demanded. Contracts don't mean anything. But when you, he left Chicago, so they gave up a lot, right, to get in. They traded players. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big system of trading players and yeah. draft picks. So it's not just like you contract them... There's a difference on free agency. It's like different. But in this scenario, they've given up a lot. They're paying him a shitload of money and he carried on, right? And he's gone, nah, they're basically too arrogant, which is ironic. But he's like having a crack at all these players saying they're lazy, this and that. You need to trade me. And they're going, well, they've okay, fine, but who? And they're asking teams. And then anyway, they haven't come to a deal. So this week he's returned to training for the first time. Hasn't played a single preseason. Sounds like a wanker if you're Absolute toss-up. Right, turned up at training, shocked everyone because like he said he was never going to turn up again. So they put him in like the B grade side against the starting side, and he like lost his shit out all the players on the court, singled out like the general manager, just blowing like yeah, blew a head. Sounds like a bit of a Fafita type blow. Yeah, absolutely carrying on, and he said something like, "You guys need me. Without me, you'll never win anything." And like that's the sort of attitude. Yeah, but you can't you can't build a club on that sort of no. But what I'm saying is that kind of attitude, while not so explosive, probably these other places, players like Fafida, your, um, your Inglises of the world, whatever, Munsters, when he was carrying on a bit. Like, they've all, I think, got that But does Inglis really thing. carry on? Well, Don't get me wrong, he fucked up in this situation, but... Is, maybe I'm not, maybe sure it's a bit harsh singling him out, but it's just because so. he's, he's fresh, he's a little fresh. Yeah, but, um, at the forefront of your mind. It just annoys me because, and I... If I was in charge, because you obviously say if I was in charge of Minnesota, I'd say, yeah, fuck him off. But he's like a four-time, five-time all-star. So if you're getting a shit return back, you've got, to, you've got to look at after like your fans and like the area and everything. But then there's like that balance, isn't it, between, look, we'll try and just deal with him and like try and keep him under wraps. Yeah. But play him because we need him to play because yeah. when he does play, we're more likely to win. Yeah. As opposed to just cutting him and having those morals that like, no, nah, he's gone. Balancing act. And that's the thing that pisses me off. So... Another person I want to mention uh, is Jose Mourinho from Man United. So, and in fairness, he's getting a lot of stick from the press and stuff because so of that not, pressure so comes. So you're not just sticking to the. Uh, no, it's you're not. You're not just picking on the athletes here. No, picking anyone on the coaches. Too. Anyone, anyone that falls into that category, um, it just frustrates me. Someone like him, he's it's like it's toxic, you know, like someone like that's toxic. Um, well, and he talk, can sort of go talk to our a, listeners through. It, so right? he can go. Okay, so Jose Mourinho, the Manchester United manager. Right, yep. so he calls himself the special one, which sums it up really. Sounds he calls himself that, right? Um, an amazing career as a manager, like overseas for Chelsea. He's come to United. Um, this is his third year, I believe now. So first year nothing happened. Second year we came second, but it was pretty poor season. As far. I mean, it sounds ridiculous because we came second, but you watch the games, just his, the way he managed the side, like very defensive, bit boring. Fans are a bit up, upset because it's a different style of play than they used to. New season, terrible terrible record to start. We lost we lost to Brighton at Old Trafford, for God's sake. Little Matty Ryan. Matty Ryan, mate. Unstoppable. Um, 
but it's also just the way we've gone about it too. It's not like when we've won, we've won one nil, stuff like that. But it's just like we're not attacky if it's not how you play. <laughs> and it's going to keep coming up. <laughs> I don't know why you keep laughing at that. Oh. <laughs> you just disagree, don't you? Totally. Oh, it's about your own um, language. It's up. the lingo. It's the lingo, sport lingo. Anyway, so the, no doubt the pressure's on because as. United's like I think Manchester United is like I think the top two um, highest valued sports teams in any code in the world. So you can imagine what that means. Like a lot of people are interested mm. um, and have a stake in it, but just performing poorly. So no doubt there's a set thing, right? So there's cameras that come in and they've got to do an interview after every match, just like a post-match interview, also pre-game interview. That's all part of a contract sign thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just carries on every single time. It blows up at the for asking certain questions like oh. Oh, I heard you had a disagreement with Pogba during the week, and it's just like shuns it. No, like he's just—he's got a very poor attitude, and he blames everybody else for it, and blames Manchester United. Oh, they didn't let me buy the player I wanted, and all this sort of crap. And even though they've spent millions, like, and you got teams like Watford, who are beating them on the ladder at the moment, who have like a team that's like a fifth of the total value, like, yeah. and they're dealt—they're using the cards they've got, and they're able to do it. So there's that argument too. So it's just, again, like, he just... It's a bloody boil over, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> Particularly Marino, because it's my soft... Anyway, so this has gone on for the last few weeks, and it's, it's like speculation. Is there going to be a new manager? Is he going to get sacked? No, oh, and he's going, no, 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 they've sort of guaranteed to stay here. And But it's, like, toxic, and all the players, lost all the players in the dressing room now, because... Britney Spears, toxic. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, um... Individually, he's trying to get the players to do certain things, but, like... Those individual players are also very arrogant. Pogba, to name one. But like players like that, because they um and they feed off their own arrogance. Like yeah. that's how it makes them really good. Instead of using their qualities on the field, he's he's like trying to change it and it's yeah. just it's not working. So there's arguments and like they're not getting results and yeah. So he's still carrying on, carrying on, but it's like he can just say what he wants to get away with it. And he's yeah. earning a lot of money. So it's just this thing of like it annoys me at players and or people like Mourinho get paid so much and can do and say whatever they like yeah. and there's no no repercussions at all. That's the boil over. Um, <laughs> yeah, have some standards like and stick to it. Yeah, It's pretty simple. But again, I suppose it's not a business, is it? It's, it's a sport. And maybe that's what, it all comes down to results. So that's what mm. they care about. Interesting. Um, some of your best work there, Bird. Yeah. I think I repeated myself a lot. Attackive, <laughs> attackive, attackive. Attackive. Attackive um, style of play. Yeah, well, um, I think... Yeah, we'll probably, that's the boil over. That's the boil over. Well done, mate. Good debut. Can only go up from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably about us, I think, mate. Is it? I think so. Well, cheers, mate. Good good having a chat. Yeah. All the best. See you next week. Oh, you want to cheers? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cheers. I'll calm down now. <laughs>